0: On TV, online, on the bridge. Aye, aye, Captain. This is EPT
1: Not Live. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. I'm Uncle Daddy's Joe Stapleton. They are James Hardigan and Matt Brown, and we are back from the PCA. Guys, since I can't really see you, just say hi for me real quick. Sound off. Hello. You all right? <laughs> and everyone can you tell here.
0: can you tell which members of the team might be slightly jet lagged
1: um all of us i'm gonna say uh even though i didn't change time zone, <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show a recap of what's happened since you last heard from us in the bahamas there was a final table there was a night of drinking there was a nights of drinking there was a love him or hate him scotsman someone peed at a poker table and some people drank at the poker table during the PCA 2016 Charity Invitational. More on that later during our TV recap. We've uh, got some more live poker coming up in the UK. It's probably a little more affordable than uh, a trip to the Bahamas for y'all. And we've got another edition of Superfan versus Stapes. Craig Tauss has challenged me to Aliens Trivia, and he is in for a challenge because I am a huge James Caan fan.
0: <laughs> Joe, I think you may have horribly misunderstood so it's what, what's that? It, it's the James Cameron movie, Aliens, the sequel to Alien, not Alien Nation, with yeah, James J- Khan.
1: Yeah, the James Can-er movie is what <laughs> you just said, right? James Cameron. Oh, man, I think I might have rewatched the wrong movie. Guys, what's going on?
0: James- uh- Well, Joe, as you've just gone through the running order, I think you may have disappointed John Jacobs, who actually tweeted this morning and said, will the next edition of EPT Not Live have details of Joe Stapleton's trip to the London School of Economics?
1: Oh my god, I left it out of the running order, but yeah, that's, uh, that's right, at the, right at the end of the show, right after the Superfan. Right no, right after the Star Wars spoilers. That's right, we are going to talk about Force Awakens, and we'll do
0: it right at the end, so if people haven't seen the movie, they can just switch off. Equally, if they've got no interest in Star Wars, they can switch off. Um, Doc Ober. Got in touch. He was one of the guys who won a pack of PCA playing cards for saying nice things about us on iTunes. And the doc says, yeah, just heard I won a pack of playing cards. Amazing. Um, A a callback to a conversation we had a few weeks ago, uh, Joe. Do you remember we talked about the West Wing and the fact that you're working your way through all seven seasons? Where are you at right now?
1: I am. I think I'm just at the start of the last season because, like, all of a sudden the camera work has changed. Like, it's all like like quick zooms and pans, like I'm watching 24 all the time. And so I figured that must have been something they did for, like, there's, like, they got rid of all the tripods. Like, no more tripods anywhere on the show. Have you seen the West Wing, Matt?
2: I haven't. It's one of those I'm saving for when I one day have a horrible illness and need to be in, like, bed for, like, nine months.
0: (laughs) Well, you should. I can tell you that... uh, that, that, (laughs) that's going to be pregnant soon. The sire would testify that it's a good idea because he tweets, I started watching West Wing because of you two. So far, so good.
1: Doesn't say where he's at in the show, but he's enjoying what he's seen so far. Um, Unfortunately, this show doesn't get any better than the beginning. So if, he, if he's, like, just satisfied, we're going to be getting more angry tweets from him later.
0: Now, I'm sure most of you have seen the tweet from superfan Andy Gibbons from the pub poker game that the three of us played in just mm-hmm. before Christmas. Uh, Andy describes this as hashtag Casino Royale hand, a four-way all-in with a full house... Beaten by a better full house. Beaten by an even better full house. Beaten by a royal flush.
1: Wow! Beaten by a big,
0: huge muscle man. <laughs> Quite incredible stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I retweeted that. It's also tagged EPC it's, Not Live if you
1: haven't seen it's it It's so yet. cute that you gave that some attention, James, because I was just like, ah, oh, here, here's somebody just sending me a picture of a hand. Whoa, next, boobs. <laughs> it's, it's just It's not something you see every day. It's That's... not and I think it's a cool story bro actually and not the sarcastic kind but I like I, I was like TLDR And and I know for a fact cuz we've got like
2: king queen of diamonds pocket tens pocket aces I know which player played the jack eight off <laughs> <laughs> It was it was that bald guy that just played every single hand and just like I wonder how this will go like spin the wheel raggedy man And
0: think how happy he is because he flops two pair turns a full house gets it in and probably thinks happy days and actually is like The third best hand.
2: Finally, Um, karma.
0: Final tweet of the week is from Tony Brown, at Norfolk Tiger, who says, I listen to all the podcasts, but I'm worried that because I'm not chatty, I'm not a superfan. And this is based on the conversation we had in the Bahamas. to
1: be worried, my friend.
0: Well, it was about whether that guy deserved the prize for taking part in the superfan home game, because we didn't know who he was. He's never tweeted. He doesn't follow us. And this guy's saying, well, what actually does constitute a superfan? I do think that in order to be classed a super fan rather than just a keen fan, you have to kind of be on our radar. You have to be on the verge of being muted by us because you tweet so bloody much.
1: What James is trying to say is you got to kiss our fucking butts. And that is really the only way to become a super fan. James is putting it nicely. You got to kiss our butts. Matt, you agree. Come on. That's but what we're really asking for. The thing is for. you
2: guys have got a really harsh circle of attention where there's somebody who doesn't really get involved and you ignore them and then they pick up and then you love them and they're, they're tweeting so much. You're like, this guy's awesome. And they go, this guy's really annoying. Block him. Never speak to him again. And you're like, wow. It was like, just like, <laughs> like that. You went around the full circle of not interested, really interested, love you, hate you.
0: Yeah, What's you want you want to you want to stay or firmly on that cusp before we really like you. It's it's a tough balance.
1: It's a tough balance. Yeah, like uh, you know the evil monarch that uh, tires of his court jesters very quickly and then yeah. murders them.
2: <laughs> yeah, on Wednesday he was laughing his ass off, and by Thursday the guy's hanging by his gonads from a tree.
1: Uh, Matt. Yes. Did you get to watch the Man in the High Castle? Finally, I knew you were going to ask dying me. i to know this.
2: The funny thing is, I don't know how many times we broadcast that part of EPT, not live at EPT, live at PCA 2016. Copy my. Um <laughs> But so many people came up to me and asked me about it. It was ridiculous because so many of our crew that I don't even really know particularly well because I kind of live in a bit of a commentary bubble, coming up to me going, oh, man, that thing about the German thing, that was hilarious. Oh, oh Matt, that thing with the Nazis. And even in the airport, a huge amount of us were leaving NASA going to, back to um, Philadelphia. And just people in the queue for like a sandwich. Hey, you got your Nazi propaganda ready. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even joking you. I had like five or six people come me and say, I know what you're going to be watching on the flight. So as a result, I That's completely awesome. I completely chickened out because I was sitting at the front of a section. I thought every person that walks to the to the lose at the back and comes back again, they're just going to be looking at my screen. I'm going to get so much scrutiny. So I totally chickened out. Didn't even get my iPad out for any of the journey home. I just kind of made the list of films I'm going to watch again. <laughs> Although the funniest thing was as soon as I sat down, I fired up The Martian. I thought, yeah, I'll watch that again and you know now you can watch the entertainment from like sitting down in the seat and you just miss completely what's going on in the in the kind of procedure of taking off. No spoiler by the way but the bit at the beginning of the film when they lift off in the lunar module not the right word at all on Mars the module <laughs> is as that took off we took off and I had no idea and I'm thinking <laughs> this is such an immersive experience but I, I, I shit you not to the second as that went launch we were like, wow, this is the best experience ever. You got to watch The Martian and sense around. Was, I was the fifth dimension. But the other thing I wanted to tell you about, particularly That Joe, just
1: invented the newest boutique movie theater, <laughs> like a plane that moves around with the movie. Because do you know
2: what? When I was a kid, and this ties into Star Wars to a degree, when I was a kid, when I first started flying on planes, I, get used, I used to get really excited. It's, I would try and coordinate me saying, punch it, Chewie. Or make the jump to light speed just as we did. You know that bit where you get pushed that's into the back so of your chair? so fucking cute. As is, oh like a 10-year-old kid on my first flights, that was what I'd say to my sister to try and make it coincide
0: with the liftoff. I've convinced my daughter, by the way, that I make that happen. You know <laughs> you know that little push button which makes the seat go backwards yeah. and forwards, right? I said, that's the button that makes the turbo blasters come wow. on. So I said, to time it perfectly, that I press that button, and then suddenly the plane goes... But
2: surely the then you go flying backwards into the lap of the person behind you. If you get it right, you're in a
1: lot of trouble. <laughs> you guys are being are being so cute. Those are two adorable <laughs> little stories. I don't have any adorable plane stories. I'm like usually drunk and like, you know, on some sort of prescription medication and asleep before the plane takes <laughs> off in my in my sad life. Or from my experience of flying with you upsetting old people. <laughs> Yeah, by being asleep,
0: though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the only the only other thing that I thought you'd enjoy was, so I'm sitting, you know, you've got three seats on the far right of the plane and three seats on the far left. There's a sort of section in the middle. I was in the middle on the edge. And to my left, when first came in, there were two kind of, let's call them fat girls. Um, they were roomy. And they sat down. And when the oh, guy God. came along to sit on the aisle seat of that section... This, this particularly big girl gave him this huge speech about, listen, I'm a really nervous flyer and I don't want to cause a steam, but I get quite animated. If there's another aisle seat, would you be happy to move to that? Because I'm really scared. And her mate's going, she's really awful. She gets really, really upset today. They give this guy the big speech. He very kindly is like, well, hey, it doesn't matter to me. Speaking to the stewardesses, they're working all out. It's quite a full flight, sir, blah, blah, blah. Finally come back to the guy and say, we found another aisle seat for you if you're happy to move. And the fat girls are all like, oh, thanks so much. I'm just, I get so nervous. I get so stupid total bullshit these girls just wanted the space themselves when i'm lifting off as the martian these girls have got a picnic out they're laughing like drains they're cackling away it was complete bullshit just to get a spare seat between them
1: be so mad did you say anything because i know sometimes you'll say something to people
2: No, i glowered at them i glowered at them to let them know that i knew what they'd done but i was too busy not watching Nazi propaganda to really get involved
1: with anybody else. You should
0: have else. put that on just to spite them and, if, and say, if you're offended at this, good! <laughs> but the, I, honestly,
1: don't, I don't think, they don't sound like the type that would be too offended by they Nazis. They peanuts, they had little soft
2: marshmallow-y looking things, they were having a party and somewhere was this guy who was feeling like he was doing this nervous girl a real favour. They they didn't even know when we landed, they were just cackling like witches. It really annoyed me.
1: I couldn't help it. Man, man no, I, I, I might have said something, that shit, that shit pisses me off. I, uh, I, Matt, I, uh, James, there's all kinds of things that happen at the Bahamas airport, right? Like there's always some weird run-ins. Did you have any weird run-ins?
0: I didn't. I, I didn't get to go to what I call the exciting terminal because I was flying direct back to London.
1: Oh yeah, you had like a real cushy flight. Like I was like, you know, it's like all day long you're just running into whoever. So like, no matter what shift you're at at Bahamas Airport, you're gonna have some kind of story. Matt obviously got harassed by the people who uh, couldn't wait to see if he was gonna watch the watch his uh, his his Nazi show. <laughs> I was in the gift shop when I see Marty McCormick, and I'm like oh, man, like, I can't possibly be on this guy's radar. Like, you know, even with everything that transpired this week. And um, he looks at me and he's like, you know, I'm not going to do a Scottish accent because I don't want the whole story to be about how bad my Scottish accent is. Uh, But he's like, Joe Stapleton. Oh, I can't believe it, mate. I'm a huge fan. And I was like, oh, God, this guy definitely hasn't seen any of the coverage for this week. Like, this guy... It's just, and so he's like, can I, can I get a photo with you? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then he's got his arm around me and he's like, I heard you didn't really like me on the (laughs) couch. And I was like, Hey man, I'm going to be honest with you. There was some stuff I really didn't like. I didn't like it when you shoved that guy. I was pretty hard on you. Um, But you know, when you were, most of the time I was laughing along with you. You know, I was honest. And uh, he was like, all right, fair dues, fair dues. And then he like really harassed his girlfriend to uh, to to, <laughs> to like, this is Joe Stapleton. This is Joe Stapleton. And she, was, she looked at me and she was like, everything you said was accurate.
2: <laughs> so as he put his arm around you, you didn't feel a blade slip between your ribs. It no, like, he was like, I he, know he it was, was you.
1: He was super happy, super nice. He seemed perfectly content with the answer I gave him. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was like a really pleasant experience. It was great.
0: Well, while you guys were at Bahamas Airport, I think I was still back in Atlantis, and I have got a, a story about what happened that day. But what do you say we get into the uh, the, the PCA recap proper, Joe? Let's do it. Event Recap. Event Recap. So, yeah, to, to go slightly backwards and start with the final day, um, I got to hang around Atlantis for most of the afternoon because I wasn't flying till the evening. Mm-hmm. And the weather was good up to a point, I think, till about two in the afternoon, and then the heavens opened, and I just basically sat in my room watching videos on YouTube, despite
1: my best efforts to avoid I watching know.
0: shit on the internet. Sometimes there's nothing else to do, mate. What are you going to do? Uh, Read a book. <laughs>
1: So wait, is that like a New Year's resolution not to watch shit on the internet?
0: Or were you like, no, it's not a New Year's resolution. This is a resolution I made some time ago. This is a life
1: resolution to
0: just avoid those situations where you just start watching one video and then it recommends another and another, and you just disappear into this spiral of losing half
1: a day yep. watching inane rubbish. I don't, I don't do that. It's like one of the only addictions I don't have is doing this cl- whole click-hole thing. I hate watching videos on the internet. If someone's really got to twist my arm to watch one. Well, the good news is, at least for the morning
0: or the late morning, early afternoon, I was able to walk around outside, something I hadn't really had that much time to do while we were working. And, you know, kind of... Uh, when you step off the beach and you come towards the sort of the, the main resort and there's that section with the rope bridges where you always do the Indiana Jones gag every time we go through it, Joe. And there's this balcony, which... Ciao, chi! La Tutanta. tanta! That's the one. And there's this balcony which overlooks, like, the main towers, like the Royal Towers with the bridge suite. And it's a great view of the Atlantis Resort. And traditionally, it's where Joe and I have always filmed the TV link, normally the first link for the series. Like, you know, here we are in the Bahamas in January. And I may have told this story before, but apologies if it's a repeat. A couple of years ago, we were on that balcony shooting a link. And after we finished, this couple appeared... Either they're on their honeymoon or maybe he was there to propose to her. And the guy's got one of those like real fuck off, I'm a professional Nikon like a cameras. Or something.
1: Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And he's like, Do you mind taking a picture of me and my partner like, on the balcony? And Joe is a witness. And I said, More than happy to help, but I'm going to warn you, I'm a really shit photographer. <laughs> I'm the last person that I would want to take a photograph. So I'll do my best. And the guy kind of says, <laughs> So it's like, chick, 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 chick. Give it back to him. And he looks and he goes, no, do it again.
1: <laughs> wow. The thing is, I, I I have beefs with both people in this story. First of all, being the dude who's obviously like kind of a dick and he was warmed. but then James, who could definitely take a better picture than that. He was like, I know that James is like the guy who's like, uh, okay, honey, I'll iron my clothes, but I'm probably going to burn them. And then he just goes, so. <laughs> so that he never has to iron ever again and i know for a fucking fact that you could have taken a good picture if you'd wanted to anyway fast forward anyway fast forward two years from this
0: incident where i get the guy basically saying do it again not can you try again please do you mind let me get the hairy american standing next to you to have a go no do it again (laughs) this year i find myself doing a really awkward selfie on this balcony and then this couple appear. And the guy's like, do you mind taking a photo? Oh. So I did the classic, I don't speak English sign. And no. Walked
1: <laughs> that is how far James is willing to go to avoid doing something for a stranger.
0: <laughs> I did not want to get abused
1: for taking a poorly framed photograph. And I did not want to take a not poorly framed photograph. <laughs> anyway, all of this
0: happened... After the final night, uh, the conclusion of the PCA main event, which had a phenomenal final table. And we said this on the live stream that we have just run so well this season with final tables in terms of characters and in terms of big names. And another big name wins a main event in season 12. Mike Sir Watts Watson.
1: Yeah, you know, what? and uh, I was really happy for Mike because uh, he's a really nice guy and he's one of those guys who has been around forever, but I also, I sometimes, I don't know if you feel this way, James and Matt, but like, he's one of the, like, the heroes and I don't know how the heroes feel about us all the time because we're kind of goofy and, you know, maybe they got their issues with the poker industry and I don't know, like, sometimes, like, if these guys like actually like us or not, and I know it's stupid, but I care, and I want them, I want them to like us. So when I go out to do the winter interview, I wasn't sure what to expect from Mike, and he just walks up and he goes, "Ah, uh, now I gotta do this interview with you." When I was hoping I could do something fun, and I was <laughs> like, <laughs> "So like, I was like, oh, thank God, like he actually is being sarcastic and thinks this is fun, and he doesn't hate us, and he, and he, you know." So I was like. Oh thank God! so i felt I felt really good at that point that I was like that, that a dude that I like one who also likes us, which ultimately, what are we doing it for if nobody's going to like us any Any thoughts from you guys on Mike Watson? Ultimately, it was a case of you didn't want anyone
0: to lose this because I kind of felt sorry for Tony Gregg because he's now finished second in the p c a main event twice, which obviously most people would like. Be very, very happy with, yeah. but I guess for him, it's got to be like, Oh, come on, coming up short twice. How does that happen?
1: I guess, but maybe also, you know, he just doesn't have time to think about that because he's like counting all his fucking money.
0: Good point, <laughs> well made. Um, one thing we alluded to on the last edition of the show when we were in vision and had the cameras on us was the Antonio Esfandiari thing because Joe, you had the uh, the prop on the poker table at the PCA, but we never really got a chance to discuss this um at first it was all a bit kind of like um well we're just saying that he's been disqualified for a serious breach of etiquette and then the story was obviously going to come out
1: i mean when the, when originally it was like you know only a few people knew i was like all right like i'm good to keep this secret but this is everyone in the world is going to know about this in about 15 minutes
0: and, of course, then the blog post gets published. Antonio does a series of interviews. He apologizes. By the way, and this is something that Daniel Negreanu said when he joined us on EPT Live, and I agree with it 100%. Whatever you think of the incident itself, um, you, can't, you cannot do anything but respect Antonio for the way he's handled himself after the event. He genuinely seems contrite in his apologies, and the fact that he's given all the money to two different charities, you know, I thought was a nice gesture.
1: Well, it's weird because, like, there's like, it's this is one of those crimes where there's like two ways to look at it. One of them is like, it's kind of funny and like, what's the big deal? And the other one is, he took his dick out of a poker table and sprayed urine out of it. Like, so (laughs) there's, you know, there's uh, look for it's like really, I think it's kind of easy to write it off, you know? And then when presented with the more serious side of it, you're like, oh my God, like, I could go to jail for this.
2: I mean, are we just assuming that everyone listening knows exactly? Because if you just leave it with that statement, Joe... It might be a little bit... Sure, fine. I am pretty sure
0: that everyone knows by now that Antonio had had a prop bet with Bill Perkins that for 48 hours he had to lunge everywhere. (laughs) Which
2: is so funny anyway.
0: Well, particularly as the guy staying at the Cove, which are the posh towers, (laughs) at the other end of the resort, it takes... So far. It takes about 40 minutes to walk there normally at a fast (laughs) pace. If you're lunging, heaven knows how many hours it takes and by the time he got to the poker room his legs had turned to mush on one of the breaks he needs the bathroom and he realizes he's not going to make it he (laughs) literally cannot stand up and walk so he goes in a bottle and he got caught and you know the tournament staff had words it went up the chain and management said you know we can't condone this we can't accept this i'm afraid you're disqualified and your stack is going to be taken out of play (laughs) a decision by the way which he did not contest
2: and, and the fact that he then has to leave the tournament room anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. The thing that he was actually trying to avoid and has to lunge in sh- shame lunges, shame lunges out of the tournament area like a snail.
1: God like, bless can him. You, can you imagine like whatever private room they took him aside in and they told him, hey, man, we're really sorry. I have to disqualify you. And he's like, okay. And then like slumps his shoulders and then lunges out of the room.
0: <laughs> Just like John Cleese in the Ministry of Silly Walks. Yeah. So
1: ridiculous.
0: Beautiful.
1: way too funny and like james did we mention that he's gonna give all the money he yeah. won to charity
0: which obviously is a great gesture and you know i thought that in the interviews he's given afterwards and everything he said the official apology he issued i think he's come across as a as a, as a class act and clearly regrets taking that prop bet yeah. i don't think he realized just how hard it would be it's not just walking in a funny way you're actually doing a hard physical exercise on your legs and it's Really hard to sustain that for two straight days.
1: You know, uh, what he started doing was I saw him several times, you guys probably did too. He started traveling with a chair, and so he would like lunge for a while and then sit in the chair for a while. Like his wife was pushing a chair alongside him, and so I would just at random points like see him sitting in the hotel lobby, <laughs> sitting in one of the doorways, sitting outside a bathroom. Like it was, uh, it was. It was pretty fun to play spot the antonio all uh, week but I in fact I saw him outside sitting in the chair outside right before Daniel's screening started that's when I first saw him doing that actually
0: yes because we're going to talk about Star Wars a bit later on but we're going to do a little mini movie review now because Kid Poker the Daniel Negreanu documentary was screened at the PCA for um members of our production team who'd never seen it before for anyone who was Atlantis in fact who wanted to come along and see the film Daniel actually came to the screening himself uh, with some close friends and obviously you guys know that I've seen it we talked Joe about the premiere in Toronto but now we finally get the views of Matt Broughton and Joe Stapleton on Kid Poker who wants to go first
1: I'm going to ask Matt what he thinks I thought of the movie
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think that you thought it was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It was an emotional roller coaster because you were in pieces. I mean, I got to be honest. I I feel like I have a bit of an advantage because I'm not quite as up to my nuts in Poker Stars as you guys are. So I don't know the pros so well. I don't know all the backstory so well. So I was able to really just watch it like someone finding out about this guy I see playing poker on telly. Obviously, he's been with us in the booth a few times, so maybe I know him a little better than I once did. But for me, it was just gorgeous to see how the reasons behind why Daniel is the way he is. And the only real one thing I wanted to talk about, and then we'll talk about Joe and why it was such an emotional roller coaster, was there was one shot that has stayed with me ever since I saw it, which was when you see footage of Daniel at the top of a table and he's chatting to the guy on his left and he's chatting to the guy on his right and he's chatting to the guy down there, is that then there was this fantastic almost match shot to like home video footage of Daniel's dad sitting at the top of a dinner table, talking to the guy on his left, talking to the guy on the right, filling up a trinket. And you just go, this is just like a dinner party for Daniel. This is why he is the way he is. It's not some contrived chit-chat to gain an advantage. It's just, if that's how you've been brought up that's what you bring with you. And I said it to Daniel. We stood and had a chat afterwards and I was like, I can't lie to you. And I get goosebumps when I think about it, which is a bit dramatic. But it's just such a wonderful moment in the film that just not necessarily tells you all you need to know. But it's just such a big part of the puzzle. But the funnier thing was looking across the theatre. There's just Joe Staples, ah, it's so good. <laughs> just tears streaming from his eyes. It was a big I... night for you.
1: I did. I look, I um I, I noticed all the things Matt noticed. I've been getting more and more emotional over like parent stuff and movies. And I think, you know, it's cause you know, my parents are getting older. I knew Daniel right around I started becoming friends with Daniel right around like right after his mom died, but it was still had still really affected him. I there's it was like a perfect storm of emotion for me, basically, for things that like really hit home. Plus, I was just so proud of Francine and Gary and Frank and everybody who else who worked on the movie, I was like, God, this is like really beautiful and like touching and I love it. And people I love made it. And so it was like kind of watching like a friend, like a child's birth or something. I was just like really beautiful and disgusting. And also, uh, I guess I was the disgusting one. A plus. Oh, and also I forgot. I was fucking shit faced. I had been in the bar and, <laughs> Being like, oh, man, I won't be able to drink during this movie. So I had two shots and two beers and then brought a drink with me to the theater. So, yeah, I, like, I had some of my own things going on. And a too. date.
2: And wasn't this also combined kind of with a
1: kind of date, maybe? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a date, but it was definitely like a girl that I thought was attractive who came to the theater to sit with us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she must be going, wow, this guy's just an emotional mess. Look at him. Your eyes afterwards. <laughs> oh you my did God, look this- like you've been crying for weeks. <laughs>
1: This guy, this guy, when I left the theater, was like, hey, Steves, can I get a photo? And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, any other time, any other time. Just I can't right now. <laughs> I
0: know that after the premiere in Toronto and after the Canadian TV screening in December and now after this uh, special screening at the PCA, a lot of people want to know where can I see this? When can I see this? i'm really hoping and this is fingers crossed that we'll have something to announce in the next two or three weeks so watch this space uh because hopefully we'll have some news on that um shall we talk about the uh, live streaming now that we did from the pca sure
1: let's talk let's talk about the live streaming are we, t- are we i guess it's a tv recap tv recap
0: We're calling it a TV recap because ultimately it's TV on the internet. And this year, 2016, we're doing seven days of coverage from every event. It's going to be the same in Dublin from the 14th of February. Uh, A bit of variety. We had the Super High Roller. We had the main event. We had something else. And we had some highs. We had some lows. And um, during our seven days of live coverage from the PCA, there was a debate amongst the audience about how we treated one of the players on the TV table. He's someone whose name has been mentioned a couple of times on this show, an amateur player who'd clearly been drinking, probably feeling a bit vulnerable, a bit (laughs) outclassed, maybe a little bit out of his depth. And unfortunately, a few people in the audience felt that he was treated unfairly on the stream. So we thought it's only fair to actually speak to the person himself. We're going to have this colourful character on the show right now and find out how he felt about being the accidental star of EPT Live, Joe Stapleton. Oh. Welcome to the show. Oh, oh
1: my God. my I, I had no idea that I, I... Honestly, I knew that we were going to do this gag, and you still fooled me. <laughs> me too. I must
2: admit, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my God, we're going there. We're going there. No, Joe. That's,
1: uh, yeah. Oh, Joe, man. we were meant to talk about this properly.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> in the Bahamas, on the last yeah. edition of the show. We, we pushed it to this episode. Uh, the PCA 2016 Invitational, a one-table charity tournament, kind of sold as Stapes' home game, a relaxed environment with some funky rules thrown in, and some characters that you know, some celebrities.
1: And um, from your point of view, how did it go? I'm going to say it was, it was kind of a car crash, except... <laughs> One of the ones where, like, everybody walked away from.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> just cut some bruises.
1: Yeah, just sort of like, wow, that was really scary. <laughs> and a lot of damage could have been done, but somehow we're all, we're all fucking fine, and I don't know how it happened.
0: <laughs> it
1: That's kind of how
0: I think of it. I mean, we talk about audience reaction. I think it's fair to say that it polarized the audience because some, <laughs> people, some people have written and said, you've got to do this at every stop. This is amazing. And other people said please no get this off my
1: screen so at least you've got a reaction better that than people just go "Hmm." i'm gonna assume you got to do this every time was directed at me and no get this off my screen was directed at fatima and chris moneymaker (laughs) i think that i think this show just needs a little retooling a little recast
0: i'm actually Uh, gonna leave i'm gonna leap to your defense joe because i actually think you were given an impossible task and i know that you know in the in the pre-game interview Um, you mentioned the fact that we had talked behind the scenes about whether Joe should have an earpiece and therefore be able to get direction and production from the team. But obviously there was concerns from a game integrity point of view, even though this was a free roll, even though it's for charity, whether a player at the table should have communication with people in the TV team who have access to whole card information. I think in retrospect, we should have said fuck it and just let that happen because I think you were playing in the game but you were also kind of being expected to host the show. Yep. You were kind of being expected to play the role that Neil Johnson played on Shark Cage and kind of keep the players in line, tell them when it's their turn to act, what they can do, and also make sure that it was one conversation rather than two people at one end of the table talking about one thing and two at the other end. And also, it's really hard when you're at the table to get a real idea of, is this working? Is this what they want? Is, is, is this going, is this going yeah. in the direction it should
1: be going? That, I mean, that part certainly was, I, I had no idea because I'm sure m- most people, th- would. this won't come as a shock to them, but like, I've, I don't sit behind the scenes and like watch what the producers are watching. I don't, you know, they're, they're doing a great job producing something and then sending us our live stream and never having seen like what the raw footage looks like or having been at a TV table before. I had no idea how much was enough. I only knew when it was too much. And even barely then. I am fascinated to see
0: how this will be cobbled together into a TV show. The good news is the aforementioned Gary, who was the co-producer and editor of Kid Poker, is going to be tasked with going through the footage and wow. seeing whether a 48-minute highlight show can be taken from what we filmed that
1: day in the Bahamas. Bringing out I'm the big guns just to try I'm and so so say <laughs> I'm so sorry, Gary. I'm so... So sorry, James. When you were teeing up the fake the fake guest that ended up being me, I thought you were going to say Sergio Garcia. I was going to say that. Now Sergio had a couple of drinks with us, and I'll say this: it's an honor. He said it's only the second or third time in his life he's been drunk. Sergio Garcia has only been drunk three times, and one of them was with me. I don't know if that's <laughs> something I should be proud of or something that eventually, you know, like his grandchildren are going to be angry with me about. But for now, I'm going to wear it as a badge of honour. It was his birthday. Let's talk about Chris Moneymaker, Joe, because you came into this game
0: with pre-established rivalry with already a little bit of... Is bad blood too strong a term? Yeah, no, it's not. It's, a, it's No, per- based on the slow roll incident from Prague. And he did it to you again and
2: again. And beautifully, just beautifully timed and beautifully executed uh, from yeah, the he- Moneymaker.
1: Yeah, he absolutely crushed it. I mean, he just, he just 10 out of 10 would slow roll again. I mean, he, the problem is that I'm not even really angry with him. I'm, ang- I'm angry at them. I'm angry at whatever is in control of all of the universe that lets him keep doing it. Like, I didn't even have an opportunity to do it because he just had me beat every single time, like, just always. And even, even if I made the right move, it was the wrong move. Yeah, you did
0: run really bad in hands against Moneymaker. Now, Joe, you know they always say that if you condition out, you have to be able to take it. And obviously you've given players grief in the past about the way they've played hands or things that haven't gone right for them. And you tease Johnny Lodden, for example, about folding pocket fives yeah. at the grand final. So that's kind of become the hand we associate with Johnny now, pocket fives. Is a seven to Joe <laughs> Stapleton what pocket fives is to Johnny Lodden?
1: I, see, I don't know, because like, well, Matt, you sent me that screenshot, and apparently the Twitch audience, I, you know what, so, okay, just to recap the story really quick, I'm like, it, it's the bubble, I'm the shortest stack, I'm uh, in the big blind, and Chris Moneymaker raises under the gun, we're like, yeah, we're four-handed, and uh, I decide to fold a 7 off.
0: With what, about 11, 12 big blinds, Matt? Yeah, I
1: don't know, it was, I think it was exactly 11 big blinds, and look, I don't I'm sure that it is the incorrect play mathematically, but I was like, there's only two ways this can go down. I'm behind to Chris and I look like an idiot and I lose, or I'm ahead to Chris and I look like an idiot for folding, but I don't lose. Like there is no scenario where I get it in with any cards there that Chris doesn't beat me, whether I'm ahead or behind. So I just wanted to fold like I just was like you know what I can only lose one big blind here as long as I fold this hand and then Matt Matt sends me the uh the screenshot of the twitch all the emotes <laughs> calling me a nit but the thing is there was like one guy in the middle of all of this was like I can't take this I'm out of here and that <laughs> that's the one that hurts the guy was like oh this place so bad I, I can't even watch poker anymore
2: <laughs> well I really that's why I didn't send you the, the screenshot until recently is because when you did it I didn't even know there was like an icon for Knit on Twitch, but it just went splash (laughs) and the whole screen. And it was scrolling so quickly as I thought, I've got to catch this, this is hilarious. And I I just did a quick screen grab and just pasted it to paint and left it. And then we were busy watching you guys. And it's only when I went back to it that I saw in amongst the comments was the one guy going, I'm out of here, I can't take any more of it. Somebody (laughs) also said, he looks like a hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and someone else had something to say about Fatima I was like do you know what everyone was like kind of like licking their wounds after the filming because it was quite a hardcore day and I thought I don't think anybody needs to see this but then once enough time had passed that's why I sent it to you literally days ago saying I thought this might tickle you That how Twitch just went nit 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 nit, nit, nit for hours I love the yeah. way you
0: describe it as a hardcore day you and I had an easy gig because we just got to sit back and laugh in a good way Joe in a good yeah, yeah. way uh, for six hours because we barely said a word apart from Matt's occasional you're watching EPC, Live.
2: <laughs> Which went down very well. I think it was one of my best days' of work. And watching the Russians, watching the Russians trying to do a job <laughs> of commentary over that, I would love to have seen the other nations of the world going, okay, and just trying to work out what they're meant to do for the day. But I, I, in you know, to be honest, I think the highlight show will be excellent because there were some passages where it really, really worked. My my thinking of it was that you would have been better used as a kind of dungeon master willy wonka circus master is i i just I think i
0: thought you were going to say circus freak <laughs> no ah, i think
2: you whatever. could have been the bearded lady or the, you know but I thought when the games element, when all the kind of the special twists and flops and and changes, everyone kind of really engaged in the games. And I think that kind of probably if I was going back there again, I would say that's what you've got to have is constantly throwing people the curveball rather than it just being like the noisy table in the restaurant next to you that you wish you could sit somewhere else.
1: Yeah, there was times I wished I could sit somewhere else. (laughs) But Joe, ultimately, was it fun? To play oh on my TV. God, it was so fun. And that's why like, that's why I I'm like, just really, it's something I would really love to do again. And I think I could do it better if we did it again. I just don't know that I'll ever get that chance. Um, so, but yes, it was super, super fun. Um, I would have loved to, can we, t- do you want to talk about who won or anything or should we not? Uh, I I don't see why not. I mean, if,
0: if people miss the stream and are waiting for the TV show, we'll just do the classic spoiler alert. We're about to tell you who won and they can just scrub forward for 30 seconds.
1: Okay, great. Like I would have loved to have won or at least cash in something. I wasn't the first person out, which is like the stupidest goal to have. Like when you're playing poker and I guess part of it is that like, since it was for charity and like three great charities, we're going to get money no matter what. I think that it kind of maybe changed the dynamic of certainly of my play where I could play like just not to be first out um and realize like I'm not really doing anyone a disservice uh from doing so I, I just but it was a blast it was a, it was a ton a ton of fun I loved knowing that people were gonna be able to like see what happened later that the, that the audience was seeing stuff that I you know especially whole cards you know like you know the audience knew who was who's gonna get bad beat and who isn't and I thought that was all really cool my the worst review I got uh, was from my brother and uh, he emailed me and said uh, what is your self review I left mine on all the blogs and I don't know if he's joking or not because my brother's kind of bizarre and I said it was it was great. The show was a bit of a dumpster fire. Uh, we're not sure how it's going to turn on TV, but the audience seemed to enjoy it. Did you watch? And he wrote back, I watched a bit at the beginning. You were hamming it up quite a bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why they pay you the big bucks. I mean, you've You're, got to.
1: I mean, your own brother, your <laughs> wow. own brother. Gosh. And the thing is, that is a criticism I hadn't really heard from anyone. And so now <laughs> it's like a brand new neuroses. <laughs> In my head. Now I'm hamming it up too much? Fuck. Well, that brings to an end our coverage of the
0: 2016 PCA. That, the fun is over, and that one is now in the books. But, there is another stop. There are two more stops to come, in fact, in Season 12 of the EPT. We've got the Grand Final uh, taking place in the spring. And before that, in February, we'll be going to Dublin. And before that, at the end of January, there is a UK IPT series at the PokerStars Live Room in the Hippodrome in London. And I always feel a little bit guilty because this is very much directed at our UK fans. Um, But... I can't help myself because, Joe, you and I have played this before. Matt, if you were to play one of these things, you'd have so much fun. It's like a UKIPT, only it's a mini-UKIPT. £250 to play. In fact, the main event is £250 plus 25 And it's taking place the last weekend of January. So there's two day ones. Day 1A is Friday the 29th, and day 1B is January the 30th, the Saturday. And then it concludes... Uh, they play into the money and play down to the final table and down to a winner on the Sunday. So
1: basically, it's a two day event. So you can play it Saturday, Sunday. Hey, Hippodrome, do you guys, uh, you guys could, are Matt and James potentially available? TV EPT Lives, Matt and James Hardigan? To go play if you're listening, people at the Hippodrome, huh? <laughs> I bet you I bet I bet uh, EPT not live's occasional co-host Matt Broughton's available that weekend.
2: I'm i I'm I'm available pretty much until Dublin and then I'm free until Monte Carlo, so it's <laughs> worth asking.
1: And his face looks great on a flyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone loves beard
1: uh yeah
0: it's i'm not actually in all honesty i don't think i am free that weekend which is a shame because i love these events and uh, if i can be there even just to show moral support to those playing i will do so because i love the hippodrome as a venue uh so that's taking place at the hippodrome last weekend of january should point out that when we go to dublin that's kind of um one of the pokestars festivals so there is a ukipt a full-on ukipt at the front of it and that's a one 100 euro buy-in so the UKIPT main event is from the 10th to the 14th of February. And then uh, the EPT main event is from the 14th to the 20th. And granted, we're talking about a 1K main event for the UKIPT, a 5K main event for the EPT. Um, you need to have a sizable bankroll to play either of those. But guess where you can play satellites? would it be Dublin
1: no 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 uh, Poker stars. Poker, oh. stars poker Stars I was going to say Poker Stars Poker yes. Stars uh,
0: Satellites running now to both those events and if you can't make it and you're just stuck watching us on your computer streams the uh, screens rather the good idea is there will be seven days of live streaming final table of the 25k high roller Final table of the UKIPT main event and five days of coverage of the EPT main event from the 14th of December. No, 14th of February. Why am I saying December? What's going on? I have no idea.
1: You know, during all that live streaming, you guys can uh, play on... What is it? uh, Where is it that they can uh, play online poker while we're doing our coverage? uh, PokerStars! Play on PokerStars. And talking
0: of playing on PokerStars, we have got a player right now who is going to try and win his first step of the way towards playing an EPT. It's competition time. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's
2: Superfan versus Stakes.
0: So, time to introduce our second Superfan of 2016. We say hello to Craig Towers. Well hello there. Hello it's there Craig. Surreal, is this for me? <laughs> How are you? Where are you and what do you do?
3: Uh I am excellent, thank you. Good. I am currently in the car park of my work and I work for a bus company.
0: Well you are very non-specific with the location. One can argue you are too specific Hull. by mentioning Hull. Yeah. Hull. Uh-huh. Okay,
1: so Hull. A, a car park in Hull. If Craig yeah. works for a bus company, wouldn't that be, that could be like the his work in the car park? What? <laughs> in what? a word? Like, yeah. Well, it, it's well, like it, a busman's holiday. The whole, yeah, like the whole thing is probably a car park. That's not very specific. <laughs> Where do they keep the buses then? Uh, actually, in the car parks as well.
3: Um, See, so that's <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> <You know> what I'm <laughs> saying! I'm currently sat waiting for a parking space. Actually, <laughs> <I have to laughs> because wait, one but...
1: because you have to sell one of the buses before you can park.
3: And uh, no, I have to make sure that I don't park where the buses park on a night because I finish late on. And if I'm um, not careful, my car gets buried and I have to walk home.
1: That is amazing. Oh man, So, what's your <laughs> actual job there? Uh, yeah, I drive. Uh, well, drive a bus. Oh, cool! You're a bus driver. Wow, that was I'm the longest way ever driver. to get to bus driver. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just you didn't a, make it easy for me. <laughs> just next time, Craig, the next time someone says, what do you do? Just use the words bus driver. <laughs> it just, it's just going to make it so much easier. I think Joe <laughs> thinks you sell buses and you have to wait for to sell a bus before you can park your car. Joe's on a completely <laughs> different plane of understanding.
0: Well, Craig, while you're waiting to park, we are going to yep. give you the opportunity to win. Uh, and everyone loves a chop Pot T-shirt and a Step C ticket worth 27 euros, which would help you potentially win a seat in an EPT. How long have you been a fan of poker and, more specifically, the European Poker Tour?
2: Um,
3: well, what are we now? Ten years now it'll be. And I actually remember Matt from a little poker show, uh, Poker Night Live.
2: Oh, God bless you. You actually remember me. You're already my favourite viewer love. ever.
3: <laughs> I, I, that show really did help me and that helped me fall in love with the game. And um, I've loved you a lot as well from watching EPT.
2: God bless you sir. You're
3: welcome oh my to the God, show. I'm so
1: not used to Matt getting these compliments. I, I know. don't really know how I feel right now.
0: <laughs> uh, well the great thing is that for this edition Craig which is based around the movie Aliens that's what you elected as your specialist subject Matt yeah. has compiled the questions. So now you've just blown smoke up his ass. This Shit. should be a
2: whitewash. Yeah, question yeah, one question well, one can you smell can you spell aliens? <laughs> uh, question 2 can you spell well, it backwards?
3: Be- I was worried that you would ask Matt to all the questions because I knew they're not going to be very easy are they
2: <laughs> well I, do you know what? I try and make them inclusive I before I've been led astray when somebody says and this is his chosen subject I've really gone for it and it turns out they barely know it so I've tried mm-hmm. to keep it accessible but you know a bit of a challenge
0: now Joseph do you remember your faux pas from uh, a few weeks ago when I'd said it might be a good idea if you re-watch The Great Escape before taking part in a <laughs> quiz on the movie The Great Escape. Did you follow my advice from this week, which was to re-watch the 1986 movie Aliens?
1: James, I'm going to answer your question with another question. What if I already know the movie really, really well and didn't have to re-watch it? Ooh. Well, we're about to find out because, ladies and gentlemen, we are
0: kicking off this week's edition of Superfan vs. Stapes. Superfan versus States.
1: Hey, 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 Craig! I just want you to know, I'm gonna turn Craig Tauss, I'm, gonna yes. turn you into, I'm gonna turn you into a piece of toast during this competition. <laughs> wow! I'm gonna, I was wondering I'm gonna, wait, I was. You know, I spent all week wondering where he was gonna go with my name. Well, am going to your salad, buddy boy. Let's do this.
0: Well, Matt may be the question master, but I am the score master. And you're at risk of losing a point already, Joe, for that
1: horrific gag.
2: being <laughs> <laughs> One point removed. Right. Well, first and foremost, good luck, everyone. Hi, Craig. I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you. Uh, do you Thank get you. the feeling you'd like me if you met me in real life?
3: <laughs> I, I think I have actually met you in real life once Oh, so. and,
2: and do you remember liking me quite a lot?
3: Uh, yes. I Excellent.
2: Do. Well done. That's a good, great, great start. Okay, <laughs> is you that a are that already. Yes, that is already in the bank. Oh well, there we uh... go.
1: So two up already. <laughs> <laughs> what the actual fuck is happening right now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Are uh, we appear to be losing you? Could we just press the red button on Joe?
1: Scores
0: reset to zero. Let's get the game underway.
2: Okay. First question to the guest, as always, Craig. So, right during Gordon's briefing before the Marines land. Hudson asks if this is going to be a stand-up fight or another what? Bug Hunt. Correct. 1-0. Oh, God. Wow. Didn't even have to think about that. No. Okay. (laughs) And I haven't even re-watched it. I think it was
3: last time I saw it was last year. Early last year. Oh, boy.
2: Right, good luck, Joe. Right, okay. Oh, downhill for me, yeah. Joe. Which prop from the end of Alien is seen briefly at the start of Aliens as the salvage team cut into Ripley's escape pod?
1: Uh... One more time, Matt, sorry.
2: Which prop from the end of Alien is seen briefly at the start of Aliens as the salvage team cut into Ripley's escape pod? The Jonesy
1: the Cat prop.
2: Uh Uh-uh. No, uh, do you want to Wait, steal Wait, you o- saying,
1: are you saying that you cannot see the cat when they're cutting into the escape it's pod? It's not a prop, Joe. It's a cat. <laughs> it's an
2: it's an animal. It's one of God's creatures. How dare you refer to I've Jones s- as a prop? I've s- I've seen them use fake ones before. <laughs> right. Well, look, it's not my answer, so therefore it's the wrong answer.
3: Craig, can, can I, you steal? I can. Uh, is it the half phone?
2: It is. It's the spear gun Ripley used at the end of Alien. It's still stuck at the bottom of the escape pod door. where it jammed 57 years earlier? See, I
1: thought that this was a quiz on Aliens, not Alien.
2: Well, that is from the film Aliens, Joe. It's there in the door in Aliens.
1: To reference the movie Alien, though. So if we've ever seen Alien, how are we to know that? Why would you watch Aliens without watching Alien? Uh, The same reason why I would only watch the sequels to a lot of movies and not the originals. It's the only reason why I watched Star Wars Episode Two. Have you seen Alien, Joe? I have. Sorry, it's I'm a just, moot point. I'm <laughs> yes, <I'm> sorry.
0: <laughs> Moving on, you're 2-0 down.
2: Okay, Craig, except yeah. for a very small reference in Alien, Aliens is the first film to reveal the name of the company. What is the name?
1: Will and Dutanic.
2: Wow. This guy is on fire. Absolutely <laughs>
1: correct. That's the only one I would have known so far. So far, well, okay.
0: You should get the next one, Joe. Seriously, if you claim to be a fan of the movie, you should get the next question correct. Okay. Very simply, what is the name of Newt's bodiless doll?
1: Uh Newt's bodiless doll, the name of it. Ripley looks inside its head to
2: find out if it has any like scary monster nightmares.
1: Yep, yeah, uh, she says, I bet Blank doesn't doesn't have any nightmares. Correct. And that blank is uh, Jessica. Uh uh-uh.
2: uh. Sorry. Craig, do you want to pick this one up.
3: Um I'm trying to wrap my brain (gasps) and I can't be as quick as the last ones. Uh... No, I can't think of it. Wow,
2: I can can tell you both. It was Casey. Casey. God, I had
1: Casey in my head. And and she doesn't have
2: any nightmares because she's made of plastic. She's
1: made of plastic. Yeah, that line I would have (sighs)
2: gotten. Okay, Craig, back to you. At At the very, very end of the Aliens credits, what sound can be heard?
3: Oh, you're
0: so mean. It was the very, very end. <laughs> if you're a real oh, fan it. of this movie, you watch it until the 20th Century Fox copyright <laughs> right? comes
2: up at the end. My next question is, who's the key grip and the dolly? So, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, would, if you're I not would, watching... if that's <laughs> up <laughs> So...
3: Oh, er... Uh, no, I don't know.
2: Okay, yeah. Stapes, do you want to try and steal this? Uh, the, it's the...
1: Uh... Think about it. Uh, hold on. It's, a, it's a, a a ship crashing
0: No, it's no. setting up Alien Cubed It's the sound of an egg opening <sighs>
2: Yeah, just yeah. after all the credits are rolled You hear a little
1: I mean, look the, her, her ship crashes at the beginning of Alien Cube. That's what I was going for Okay, well that's a good idea Yeah, but you we would...
3: need to forget about that one Because it all goes downhill from the end of that
2: <laughs> Purist Okay, states. Mm-hmm. This one is a multiple choice So you stand a chance And I don't mean that in a nasty way it's just the truth. So You
3: always okay. have to give the multiple choice
1: ones to stay don't yeah? Do you know what? It's well, just a I'm safety I'm losing note. real badly right now. Just give me a break, Taos. Just a reminder,
0: you are currently 3-0 down, Joe. That's yeah. 3 to Craig, nothing for you. I got it. I got it.
2: Right, okay, here we go. This is a good chance for you, Stapes. So Bishop has to crawl along a claustrophobic conduit to the uplink assembly tower. How long is the tunnel he crawls down? Is it... 80 metres, 180 metres, 220 metres, or 280 metres?
1: Uh, 280 metres. I'm
2: afraid that is incorrect. James, can we offer up a multiple choice for a steal, or is that unethical?
0: I'm going to rule that you can't steal multiple choice questions. Okay,
2: no, that makes sense to me. Just out of interest, Craig, do you know how long the uh, the, the tunnel is? Was it
0: 220?
2: It wasn't, it was 180 metres.
3: 180.
2: Okay. <sighs> So back to, to Craig, back to Craig for his next question. <laughs> Is that a joke? Is that a joke? <laughs> groaning in the background? Okay, Craig, what credentials does Ripley hold for operating a power loader? Oh, I'm you know, so glad. I set,
3: I set a good impression, didn't I, with my first quick answers. And knocked all downhill. Um, no, nah, I can't remember that neither.
2: Joe, do you want to try and steal this one? Is there a Class but, A? Um, Oh, you're so close, but yeah. I'm. Off. I'm going to give you another bite of that one because you're so far behind. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: um,
2: a-, a rated. No, I can't. It's a class two rating. That
0: class she two. Okay. Um. Okay. What if I know the movie so well I don't need to rewatch it? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Look, I'm going to be
1: honest. I did rewatch it. I watched it two days ago. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say I watched it so that way I could seem real fucking cool, but guess what? That didn't happen, did it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mission failed. Okay, stakes. Here we go. Here's a, here's an.
1: <laughs> so I'm fucking so angry right now. <laughs> I seriously, I want to like I watched it with uh, with the young lady, and now I want to blame her, even though it's just totally my fault. <laughs>
2: Story checks out. Stakes. Okay. <laughs> We've lost. We've lost James. He's gone. So, uh, a uh, steady cam equipment was modified to create which prop within the movie? Oh, okay. I think Craig knows this one. He groaned. Everyone's groaned. But this is <laughs> this is Joe's question. Think about this.
1: The alien queen.
2: I'm going to ask you the question again. Yeah. <laughs> steady steady cam equipment. In fact, part two. Right. Picture steady cam equipment. Okay. Steady cam equipment was modified to create which prop within the movie?
0: I'd love if you gave exactly the same answer. Yeah. <laughs> the the power loader.
2: No, I'm gonna have to hand this over to Craig. Can you steal?
1: <laughs> yeah, the body-mounted uh, heavy-duty machine gun that Vasquez. Oh likes. yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I thought when I watched the movie two days ago. I was like, oh, it looks just like a Steadicam. <laughs> it does. I mean, it yeah. does.
2: Okay, you're absolutely correct, Craig. Obviously,
1: I, I misunderstood. I thought you meant for like the way that they shot the the scene. <laughs> No, he no.
0: specifically said that steady cam equipment was modified to create a prop.
1: I'm not saying that it was worded incorrectly. I'm saying I didn't comprehend the question.
2: You sound so angry, Joe. This is for I fun. I'm
1: really <laughs> angry.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh Craig, back to you. What's the score by the way, James? Uh Craig is 4-0 up. Okay. Well, that's it's it's all it's all to, it's, to be there. It's not to play for at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what trademark phrase De Vasquez and EPT lives El Comentador share.
3: you oh.
2: know.
3: You know, I'm so far ahead, I relax too much. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I kind of don't care. Yeah. Surely, if Joe steals oh, this one, he's going to get on the board. He's got to. I mean, this but is. I should
3: know. I should know this as well as an EPT fan. That's the kicker. I mean, this is,
2: this is perfect for you. You're you're an oh. expert in both parts of the knowledge required to get so this I'm right.
3: S- yeah, I'm supposed to be, and I can't think. <laughs> now I'm going to kick myself when Joe gets it
1: right. Go on, okay, Joe. Okay, go on, Joe. <laughs> Can I ask a clarification question real quick? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can, Joe. You're not talking about what's written on her gun, are you?
2: No, this is a spoken okay. phrase. I Vaya mean,
1: con Dios. Uh,
2: Correct! <laughs> yes, Vasquez says it a couple of times, says it to Bishop when he goes down the, the aforementioned tunnel. Vaya con Dios. Well done. Joe's on the board. Okay, Jeez. and... Uh, and this I, is Joe's question. This is Joe's question. So, chance for <sighs> redemption. And I think you're going to get this one. According to Newt... With what frequency did the aliens come out at night? Mostly. Hooray!
1: There you go. That's
0: not too bad, Joe. You only lost 4-2. There's
1: no more questions? That's it. You've both had five. Can we just just look a couple more up off the internet? Or maybe I could just um, come up with them myself. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) The end result is that Craig (laughs)
1: has won. He has proved his knowledge of the movie
0: Aliens. And for being such a great super fan, Craig, you will get... That like everyone loves a chop pot T-shirt and the Step C ticket worth twenty seven euros. Thank you very much. Hey Craig, I guess pleasure.
1: you're the one. Yeah. I guess you're the one who turned me into a piece of toast.
0: All <laughs> oh, right, that's <laughs> it. It's, still, a, still, it's officially four 0 It was a whitewash. Joe didn't get a point.
3: I I only laugh because I like him. It was very funny. <laughs>
2: that's how most of us feel.
0: Craig, thank you yeah. very much for coming on the show.
3: No, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much. Fuck you, Craig. <laughs>
2: and I love you and I'll be around Tuesday like normal lovely speech (laughs)
0: So now we've reached the point in the show where all the poker stuff is done, Um, and now we are going to go in-depth to the new Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens. And uh, full disclosure, this will be a spoiler-filled review. So if you haven't seen the movie or have no interest in Star Wars whatsoever, stop listening now. I and for the guys, for the three people who are still with us, let's talk Star Wars. <laughs> the only
2: thing, the thing is you miss out on trailing your next show because when you did this with Spectre, I hadn't seen Spectre, so I just stopped and I suddenly thought, am I brave enough to try and now reverse into <laughs> the back of the podcast to find out what's uh, next? Maybe I thought, no, I'm just not going to go there because I'll get it well, wrong and I'll hear and then he dies.
0: I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. We're a bit thin on content because we've got no live events. We've got no TV shows to talk about, so there ain't much to trail. Oh, okay. Well, then it doesn't matter. Onwards.
1: I, want to, I want you guys to lead the discussion on this because I feel like i 'll be a better reactor than than uh, bringing things up on my own. I did want to tell you though about uh, what my day leading up to seeing the movie, and I had asked uh, my ex and Jesse, my roommate, to go with me, and uh, my ex you know didn 't really think it was we were in Prague when it came out, and she was not a big enough fan to have said let 's go in Prague, which I would have done. Um, so not, not a huge star Wars fan there. And Jesse, uh, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Sure. Sounds good. And then, so like, it's about an hour till we're leaving for the theater and Jesse's like, so, uh, so what happens in the, in, in star Wars? I've never, I've never seen any of them. (gasps) And I was just like, Uh Oh wow. Oh, dude, are you serious? What? No, 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 no. And I start, I get about, James, I remember you mentioning that like, you will tell the story of Star Wars to your little girl, like as a bedtime story. Yeah. So I start like channeling that and I'm like telling him this story and I get about two minutes into it and I'm like, I should just cancel all the tickets and make him watch all three movies. This can't happen. Like, what am I doing? This (laughs) is is, like, we got to change plans. We got to, we got to do this differently. And like for about, Four nanoseconds in my brain, I'm trying to figure out if there's any possible way I can convince him to like go to the movies eleven hours later after we've watched <laughs> the original trilogy, and I'm like, no, nah, it's not happening. So anyway, we go to the theater, and the the best part about the movie for me is we're sitting in these seats, and all of a sudden, I look over, and my ex pushes his button on her chair, and she she reclines back in her seat, and we saw this the movie in this theater that had like leg rests and recliners and it was just the absolute perfect setting for this like i was just so into it i, I in fact i i when i'm really into movies i lean forward and so I was like, during the trailers, I was all leaned back, and then I didn't even use it the rest of the movie because I was leaned forward the entire movie. That's how much I loved it, by the way.
0: I mean, let's be honest. We all got slow-rolled back in 1999 because there was so much excitement about the fact that Star Wars is back. And we all went into the cinema with those high expectations and came out of Phantom Menace kind of scratching our heads like, what the fuck was that? I've just watched a two-hour movie about tax treaties I didn't have a clue what was going on for most of it. And that guy obviously turned into the Emperor, although we're not meant to know it. Although it's so bloody obvious. Anyway, the less said about the prequels the better. But That even- wasn't
1: me walking out of episode one, though. This was me I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like like alright. It, it could there's something they could do. No. Like, no. The,
2: the, the, the thing is, the thing is it still had a lasting impact on me because when that when those kind of first prequels came around is that I was so excited, like, yeah. so excited. And I enforced a media blackout on myself. I wouldn't read any of my normal movie mags. I wouldn't talk to people. I wouldn't listen to anything. I wouldn't do anything. And you know what? When I came out of, of Phantom Menace, a little part of me had died that has stopped me from being able to get excited <laughs> enough. This time around, like, seriously,
0: I'm, like I was really happy. Like, after
1: episode one or only no, after No, because all it happened
0: all... Th- this is exactly what happened to me. I had exactly the same experience. But then when the second one came out, you're thinking... Surely they can't get it wrong twice. Yeah. Surely this will be better. And then it turns out a... they,
1: they got it wronger. They exactly. It. How? And then How? you're thinking,
0: okay, the third Whippee! one. It's like it's it's darker. This is the one where he becomes Darth Vader. Shit's gonna kick off. The Empire's gonna Wait, be what? be born. It's gonna be really really good. <laughs> no, it's just as shit as the other two. It's just slightly less shit.
2: So I, a piece of me had died, and so I was I was I can't even say I was excited. I was so happy. And I trusted J.J. Abrams. I thought, it's going to be this is going to be good. But I just had lost that childlike spark of just like tripping into the cinema. I was kind of happy to wait a few days. And a mate of mine said, should we go and see? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. But I felt like I'd been robbed of the excitement I should have felt for it. And having yeah. watched it, I think it would have been not disappointing to go in with that expectation.
0: Fortunately, enough time had passed for me. Because I think Revenge of the Sith was 2005. This movie comes out at the end of 2015. So it's 10 years have passed. And yes, in the back of your mind, there's always that, what if this is no good? What if this is just as bad as the prequels? But you did feel that in the hands of J.J. Abrams, and I thought the teaser trailer, by the way, was very telling, which just showed a few images. But what those images told you is we're using real locations, we're using real sets, and we're using iconography that you recognize from the earlier movies, but new characters as well. Mm. And you just felt... Yeah, I think we're in safe hands here. The second trailer got you so pumped. I cried when the first, when the full trailer came out. And with this movie, I was just like a kid in a candy store. I was not just like you, Joe. I sat on the edge of my seat, just with my mouth wide open, grinning, for pretty much two hours and twenty minutes.
1: Matt, was that your experience also? Yeah, I,
2: I'll be honest. I had these two fat girls to my left. No, I didn't. Really. <laughs> 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 they said, can we have this whole aisle? Because I get really nervous in the theatre. <laughs> no, I- I'll be honest. I just sat. I, can only, I can't I can even tell you, right? Retrospectively, I kind of like can think about the movie and go, well, this bit here and this bit. But all I really remember is just kind of staring at the screen like an idiot, just going, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! So, yeah. I mean, that's about as glowing a-, a thing, you know. And at the time when we came out, it's only because I was with a friend of mine, Steve, you know, Steve from The Home Game. And he like really wants to pick things apart. And he really wants. What about that bit? What about? And he kind of forced me to think about it, which I wish I oh, hadn't done. No, because yeah, I, I was just kind of, I was just kind of vibing and just bouncing along, going, "Well, that was great. What a great ride that was." And then he has forced me to have some problems with it because he went, "What about that bit?" I go, "Yeah, I guess."
0: I, I guess mean, if you that. nitpick any movie, yeah. you're going to have that experience. And obviously, from uh, on the initial script, I've seen it twice now. First time I went to see it, I was kind of a little bit—I mean, disappointed—is the wrong word. Because don't get me wrong, I—I I just. Thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. But I was a bit bothered, shall we say, by the fact that the plot was utterly derivative. It's basically, here we go again with a Death Star. It's exactly the same plot as... Droid's
2: got something secret in it. Oh, it lands with someone randomly. They're a Jedi, didn't know. And it's
0: part reboot rather than sequel. But do you know what? Fine. On a second viewing, it didn't bother me because it's almost like you're starting a new series of movies and you almost needed to be in familiar territory to feel comfortable with the universe that we were living in.
1: I think there's also like a story way of explaining that derivativeness also. And that like when you're retelling the, you know, the, like there's a whole thing, like the whole Joseph Campbell myth thing, right? Like mythology, it's the same stories that happen all over again, you know? Like yeah. I think that can easily be part of this, that history repeats itself in this universe.
0: Yeah. And the opening, first of all, the fact that it opened with an actual straight into the story. With a scene of action, again, tells you that that's the difference between night and day, as far as the prequels were concerned, which were basically just people standing around talking. But the opening shot, after the opening credits crawl, and you've got a shot of the planet, and it's a throwback to the original Star Wars, where that Star Destroyer comes into view, chasing the blockade runner. And here, the modern-day equivalent of the Star Destroyer covers the face of the planet. We yeah. just see its shadow completely cover the planet. Such a great visual symbol. Do you know what?
2: See, the funny thing for me is the first tiny bit of we came out, when it just said episode seven, I was like, I have seen this black screen say a long time ago, you know, like, et cetera, et cetera. And I've seen it go, da da da, and the words come up. But this is the first time it's ever said episode seven. And I got a little tingle just that I've never seen that word written before. And these are all words. So I was already set up for just being ready for this to just like, smash the hell out of me
0: and obviously you we've all tried to avoid spoilers we all tried to avoid reading too much about the movie i didn't know for example that max von seidel was in it and i was really pleased when he popped up at the start i thought that scene on on jakku was really harsh as well the fact that these stormtroopers arrive burn down a village and then slaughter all the villagers it didn't dwell on the detail but i thought wow you're really setting a tone for how bad the first order are because the empire they were kind of a bit clownish, really.
2: Well, they did leave uh, Aunt Brew and that, like, burning corpses. Yeah, yeah I they, guess they've so. They've been there before. <laughs> Not their first yeah.
1: burning. I I was, like, a little confused by, like, why it has to be the New Order now and why it can't it just be the Empire? and Like, it all seemed like there were, like, a bunch of lateral changes. I think we're going to were... learn
0: more in the next two movies, by the way, because, obviously, 30 years has passed and it's clear that after events of jedi there was then a big battle where the empire was finally defeated and we see those the shell of the old star destroyer crash into the the planet the the, the attack that's collapsed where Rey now lives so i think we're going to find out more about what happened and how the first order was born um but it didn't it didn't that didn't bother me per se
1: well, it wasn't, I it was like Matt, like it didn't bother me until after and I read some of the stuff. And I, I read one of these articles that had like 35 things with the wrong, with the news, things that are wrong with the new Star Wars movie. Five of them were like stupid. Five were like he wasn't paying attention. And then, like, 15 of them were, like, pretty solid points. And, I, I James, I want to have faith in you and be like, yeah, they're going to fix it in the next movie. It's not fix um,
0: it. I think it's a case of learning more because they've established new characters, but we don't know their backstories. We Fix, ser-
1: my, fix my problem, I should say. And okay. the thing is, like, that's unfortunately what we all thought about episodes, like, two and three, is that they're like, yeah, they're probably going to explain this thing that makes no sense. And... What I'm more worried about than anything, right? This movie gets a free pass as far as I'm concerned. Despite all of its flaws, I don't fucking care. It was awesome. I was not bored for one second. Um, Again, looking back, there are a couple... like I don't really care for the third act that much, uh, especially like the last 15 minutes is a little weird for me, but still really exciting and enjoyable. And while it was happening, I didn't really notice anything wrong with it. Um, But, uh... Shit, I lost my train of thought, guys. (laughs) I... James can't uh,
2: fix something that
1: is annoying yes. you. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's saying that they're going to fix things in later yes. movies. But what I'm like really, really afraid of is that this is like a Marvel franchise now with like 20 movies planned and I'm really terrified there's going to be no plot development because that's what they do now. They just set the movie up for the next movie and there was like almost no plot development in this movie whatsoever. And that, that's something that I actually like, yes, on first viewing, I still loved it. Like it bothers me more and more. I
0: hope, and I have faith, that the plot will move forward. Also, I think it's very clear that there is a story arc mapped out for episodes 7, 8, and 9, which is independent of any of the spin-offs, whether it's the uh, so-called Star Wars anthology movies or any of the animated series. Uh, that James, I will make a bet
1: with you right now that there is going to be an episode 10.
0: No, I, I, I'm i pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure you're right. But I think that the, that the main story for these three movies has clearly been written. It's clearly They've been planned. better
1: is all I have to say.
0: <laughs> um, and I mean, I, I, I would, I would agree with you though. And I, I guess it's a note of caution to sound it's you only get one pass. You only get one chance to reestablish the star Wars universe with a reboot. The next movie has got to be original and there's got to be something new about it. And you've got to move forwards from what's been done before. I really hope that is true. I trust it's going to happen. Um, from everything that everyone's saying, I mean, the, the script for the second movie is meant to be superior to the script for the first movie.
2: I can The thing is, we, we kind of now exist in a culture where we do this, where we've sat for a couple of hours and just had a blast and then we spoil it by then spending the next two years picking the shit out of it. And I watch dreadful films all the time, but... But the moment it starts to when it finishes i'm enjoying it it's only when people will then want to have the conversation about it and i go do you know what if there's no plot development in the next film if there's no development of this and nothing's explained as long as i had as good a time as i did sitting in there for a couple of hours just staring at the screen as it blew up and chatted to me i kind of don't really care
0: well let's talk about the characters that the new characters who've been introduced again i've two flaws which for me are issues And do still stand out after a second viewing. I remain less than convinced about Supreme Leader Snoke. Which I just thought was pretty poor CGI to be honest. And I really hope that there's going to be some twist related to that character. Which is going to come out in a later movie. Because he didn't really do it for me.
1: Well, I think that part of it is that you had expectations, right? And like I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. I didn't know who supreme leader snope was i didn't know what to expect i didn't i was like who's this fucking guy and i thought he was pretty cool and pretty scary and pretty ominous and i think that to know who that is you have to have done like a significant amount of reading outside of the movies that already exist right
0: no i'm just saying as a character on screen i know nothing about him who he's meant to be or where he comes from all i'm saying is as a presence this kind of like you know hologram with andy Serkis's voice it didn't really have much impact for me I did I didn't find it ominous. I didn't find it scary. I'm just a bit like nah. this this feels like a bit like something that's wandered in from one of the one of the prequels. Well, to me it seemed like something
1: that was not terribly scary but also had the potential to be very scary. Exactly. I guess
0: I, I'll reserve judgment on that and I really hope that Gwendolyn Christie comes back for the second movie because I thought Captain Phasma was a woefully underused character. Yeah, it That's was
2: a, weird. It was a bit like all the fuss they made to draw a parallel, like the fuss that was made about Monica Belushi for Spectre. It was kind of on a par with the stuff for for her. And then you go oh, she wasn't really hardly anything here. It was like, what was all the fuss about? Why were we getting so excited about her character when, in fact, it could have been any, could have been any other Stormtrooper with a different coloured hat on saying, Oi, ship out. I thought the whole bit about being a disgruntled Stormtrooper was kind of wasted. I thought that would have been an interesting idea, the Stormtrooper who suddenly has a change of heart. And it was like, when I've changed my mind, I'm off. And you went, oh, oh, that's it. And I thought that was a bit of an underdeveloped
0: idea. Well, I was going to say, for the characters that didn't work, I actually thought that the, the the three main characters in this, Finn, Rey, and Kylo Ren, were excellent. I thought John Boyega was fantastic. Um, I think Daisy Ridley is an amazing heroine. I'm so glad that the main character in the new movies is female.
1: And- oh, man, I was so in love with her during this movie. I yeah. was just, I was like, I would just marry that girl right now. I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even believe in marriage. And I really liked what Adam Driver did with
0: Kylo Ren. Because to me, this is exactly how young Anakin should have been. A tortured soul who is clearly torn between the light and the dark. And is basically just a teenager with mood swings. Who takes out on computer equipment and people. Nice. Uh, And he was threatening... And also quite pathetic at the same time. And that's actually really hard to balance those two things. And I thought he did it really well. It's amazing that some people said, oh, the villain was so crap. Like when he took his helmet off, he was like, oh, what a wet drip. That's the fucking point. Mm. Is that when he takes the helmet off,
1: he's a geek. He's not horribly scarred. He's not
0: disfigured. He doesn't even need to wear
1: a helmet. I like James. Oh, James is giving him credit for being some like acting genius who knew how to play strong at one point and play weak at the others. Yeah, it's when he had the helmet on. It's not acting. All <laughs> it is, he, of course, he looked ominous with that scary fucking helmet and looked like a dork when he took it off. Like, that's not acting. But no, then later, after the
0: big scene, the big spoiler scene where he kills his own father, Han Solo, he, the helmet never comes back on. And. In the fight in the woods, where he first takes on uh, John Boyega and then takes on Daisy Ridley, he's bad again. Then he's no longer no longer the nerd.
1: But he's, see, he's no, but he still sucks at sword fighting.
2: But see, the thing is, like, if I was going to ask you a question, which maybe I still will, but maybe not, is that of the things your list of things that sucked, I was going to say to you, Joe, pick your one, because my one is that if in the original Star Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi are gone. Here's your father's lightsaber. I'm going to give it to Han Solo, and now go and fight Darth Vader. Is that that is effectively what happens when Finn gets hold of the lightsaber, who isn't a Jedi, who's never held one before, and now has to fight Kylo Ren and holds his own? And you go, what? Han Solo well, would have gone. Well, that's
1: one of smash. that's <laughs> one of those, yeah, that the, one that's that's those things the... that I would have. Yeah. I would have just been. I would have just been like, they're they're going to explain this later. I hope.
0: But, he would have had stormtrooper training with one of those batons, right, yes, though. Yes,
2: a friend of mine did point out saying, well, we get to see the fact that... The, but. Yeah, but again, even if and Han, Sol- if Han with- Solo had been an awesome swordsman, he's still gonna last five seconds against Darth Vader.
0: There's also people have raised the same question about Rey: How is she so powerful in the Force when she's not been trained and didn't even know about it? But again, she's supposed
1: she- to be some kind of savant. But- like I don't care. But like I she has, the, she, has that
0: the, she, you know, she fights with the staff, True. which is not dissimilar to the lightsaber. I don't
2: mind Rey so much because we know that she has the Force and is gonna have more Force and all that sort of stuff. Whereas Finn, right now. He's a guy who was five minutes ago. He worked in Tesco's. He's got sick
1: of that. And now he's got a lightsaber and he's taken on Darth Vader. I think you'll
0: find he worked in sanitation, (laughs) not in a supermarket aisle.
1: I've got, look, I've got a question for you guys for like what you sort of, this is going to get real dorky, like what you sort of buy into like the Star Wars Bible or Canon. Like, isn't it that like some of us, are not necessarily Jedi, but we still use the Force. We just don't know it. Like, isn't Han Solo supposed to be like a Force-attuned character where he doesn't control things with the Force, but part of the reason he's so lucky and so good is because of the Force also? I hadn't heard that, and I didn't know that, and I'm not sure I really buy it.
2: No, and I mean,
1: I read all the expanded... The Force flows through all living things, Yeah, I guess so. so. Why would it make sense that you either, like... Can control the force, or you can't. Would it make sense that some people like, can do it a little?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll be honest, you've asked me a question. No, I don't buy into that. I think it's sloppy. I think it's been always very, very clear that there are Jedi and there are not Jedi, and whether it's mid-Clorians or whether it isn't. Is that there's someone who can Don't utilise Don't
0: fucking them. mention Mediciors. <laughs> We're going to ignore. We are going to ignore those three movies, please. That
2: was that was really just here's, designed to infuriate James. Here's Mission my key question.
0: Here's my key question. Going in, did you know what the big twist was? Do you know what I had convinced myself
2: that Chewbacca was going to yes, die? I had as I, well
0: because that had been the that had been the leak, which Disney very cleverly put out on a number of forums. <laughs> To, as basically to run interference. We all thought that it was going to be Chewbacca who died, and actually it was Han Solo and instead. And for that
2: whole scene, I'm thinking Chewbacca is going to do something here. Chewbacca is going to do something. No, well if Chewbacca is going to do something, he's going to have to. Oh my God, Han Solo's dead! And it was just like I thought. Oh, I
0: didn't see that coming. The weird thing is, I went to see it with my wife, and she said, as soon as Han Solo first appeared and started getting involved in that show, they're going to have to kill him off because there's, no there's no way you can do this for more than one movie. Hey, let's he run over really here. Silly. he yeah.
1: doesn't
2: look good running anymore. That's no. that's the sad thing. He should have done much more standing.
1: I have he to he looked say, like one of those orangutans that runs like with its arms up in the air. You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. He just kind of like waddled from one side of the room to the other. I mean, obviously, it's a key moment when you lose
0: like the the, the hero from the first three movies. But I thought Chewbacca took it really well. He did. I thought lots he was going to start tearing people's arms off. I thought he was going to go like you know full badass. But actually, it's like. I've oh, got, got a new, exactly. new co-pilot now. Three. There's a little bit of a... lucky mate.
2: And then he's sitting again. well, actually, she's a much better looking... Right. <laughs> and I get to fly with her, like, what, how often? <laughs> All the time. Wow, yeah. this is pretty
1: good. <laughs> I wish I'd killed that old bloke earlier. That is just creepy. <laughs> There's a large age gap between those two. Well, I don't have a problem with the interspecies thing. It's just the age gap. Well, we know that from your personal life. So here's, here's,
0: my, here's my key question. The ending, right? Do yeah. you think that it works better with the ending that it actually has, or do you think it would have worked better with her taking off with Chewie in search of Luke and us picking up the story next time?
2: I don't mind how it ended. I just wish that she hadn't stood there with her arm out for like 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like when she goes to hand him the lightsaber and he just looks at her, cut! Not... And now let's watch it for a while. No, keep rolling, keep rolling. Now let's spin around it like it's a Guns N' Roses video. Now we're in the helicopter. It's like, how long, if I came to Joe and said, hey, Joe, and I offered him a bottle of water, I'm going to wait there for maybe four or five <laughs> seconds if he doesn't take it from me I assume he doesn't want it if I want him to have it I'll be going I'm not going to stand there for 15 fucking
0: <laughs> it's minutes It's a little holding bit th-
1: more important than a bottle of water Matt. also
0: it's the second time I saw the movie that I had this sudden realisation of the importance of this lightsaber because that was Anakin's lightsaber yeah. which Luke hasn't seen yeah. since it was chopped out of his yeah. hand on Bespin back at the end of Empire Strikes Back my- This is this yeah. huge emotional significance True. in this True. presentation
2: but Mike and I understand one of the original concepts for the opening shot was to, to start with the hand holding the lightsaber f- floating through space was going to be the opening shot Wow. and that that seems to be on quite good authority anyway i would have loved it my dream ending would have either been that she just takes off and we're going to find luke or i would have loved it if she offers it to him he looks at her for a little while and then we just see him force grab it off her <clears throat> and then cuts. that would have made me wet my pants
1: That's the, i love what matt just said i felt like I never even thought of this question that you just asked but now that I have been I would have preferred it ended with them just taking off because getting to Luke and then seeing Luke wasn't really much of a reveal like <gasps> it's Luke he's we got a knew- beard Yeah like we knew it was him and we know Mark Hamill's in the movies and we know like so it's just like what was the point of getting there and having that weird look like l- give us show us that at the beginning of the next movie and then it's you you don't burn it because yeah. it doesn't do much good there at the end, but at the beginning of the next movie, then you're excited.
2: And also, it would have harkened back to like the end of Empire, where everyone's kind of fucked up. Everyone's standing, looking out the window, going, what are we going to do? Is That would have been better, that hand's dead, we're in the millennium, this is the beginning of part two, let's go. Because yeah. they kind of resolve part of the questions you would have, but I don't think in a particularly sexy or good way. It kind of made it, I, yeah. I felt it was a little
0: bit flat, because you kind of went, meh. But ultimately, all of this nitpicking we've done for the last 20 or 30
3: minutes... <laughs> I loved it. Loved exactly. I totally loved it. It's, nothing it's, wrong. It's
0: very much nitpicking because overall, it was just an amazing cinema experience. And it has certainly washed the taste of the films that shall not be named out of my mouth.
2: Yeah, I what could do have done have? with my cinema actually taking off at the same
1: time. Because ah. mo- I've become very fussy and, about and that And without kind of those thing. fat girls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, I, I did a, like, I had a stand-up show this weekend, and next, uh, next week we're going to talk a little bit about that, and I had a party afterward. No time this week. I did do a brand-new bit on Star Wars during the show, and uh, I thought that the audience may enjoy hearing that. So uh, before we get out of here, I'm just going to go ahead and play that back. Does, has anyone seen Star Wars? Have you guys seen Star Wars, the new one? Yeah? yeah? yeah. I am so shocked, so happy that it was good. Because I think the first three Star Wars, right, the, like the original ones, it was a fluke that they were good, right? It was a fluke. I really do think it was a fluke. Like imagine being a producer, right, reading George Lucas's script and you get to line one and you go, A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, George, uh, you really have a typo here, right? You got the word far twice in a row. Did you mean to say very far? No, no, no. It's far, far. It's far, far away. You sure you know I mean it's Obviously, obviously you do not get science fiction, sir. It is far, far away. And that is all the time we've got for this week's show. Uh, Joe, Joe, what are we yeah. doing about the London School of Economics? Are we pushing that to next week? Uh, yeah, next week. Because we got, look, we've got nothing to talk about next week, true. right? It's true. So we'll just do it then. Matt, I'm so sorry. I know you wanted to be here yeah, for that. I
2: was looking forward to that.
1: He'll still listen anyway. He downloads every show, including the ones he's not on. Yeah, but Matt wrote a song about it, and we're not going to get to (laughs) that No, I've got the guitar
2: over in the corner, but I can bring it back. I can bring it back. It's fine. We'll do it another time.
1: Next time you're in, we're going to – so, yeah, London School of Economics – the American Poker Award nominations are coming out very soon. We'll cover that just as soon as it happens. Uh, recap of my stand-up show in New Jersey, if it's at all still relevant. I thought we could play a game, James, next week. Uh, maybe Matt can call in or whoever our guest is. I'm going to read off a bunch of movies, and uh, you know, based on what happened with the Daniel movie, I'm going to read off a bunch of movies, and you have to tell me, did Stapes cry in it?
0: Well, at least <laughs> you've got a 50-50 chance. I would say it's more yeah. like 60-40.
1: Is this, um, <laughs> does this specifically cry emotionally or cry? Cry with laughter? Ah, uh, no, no, no! Like to, yeah, to cry and like to, and an, uh, yeah, and a, yeah, yeah. That the irony is,
0: I could never, I could never play that game because ninety-five percent of the movies I watch,
1: I end up crying in. Really, I'm such I, an unemotionless I emotion, robot. I am now emotionally connect wow.
0: with the daftest of movies.
1: It's, okay, well, maybe now the move, maybe now the game does it because I was only going to say about sixty percent for me. So if James cries at ninety-five percent, maybe we should play. Did Hardigan cry in it? As I said to the be <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
2: yes, Robocop. Yes, yes. Tuck <laughs> recall. Yes. Anything. Yes.
1: So, Matt, have you ever cried during a movie?
2: No. Do you know? Really? What the, now? No. The first Matt, time I, do, you, do you have a soul? No, I really don't <laughs> care about anything. It's quite disconcerting. No, I nearly <laughs> cried at E. T. And I think I was nearly, about, and I was about ten, and I remember sitting in the cinema with my dad, saying to myself, "Pull yourself together. Just pull yourself together. It's only a film." And that is pretty much that is pretty much what has ruined <laughs> every single emotional my film God. for the rest of my life. So no, I don't I honestly don't think I've ever cried at a movie. I get a bit choked up, but that's me really trust, trying
1: to appear human. I mean, James cried at a trailer he admitted earlier. That's um that is something. Well, guys, that's all the time we've got for this week's show. <laughs> We are going to be back next week with all the stuff we just talked about. Uh, until then, for Matt Broughton and James Hardigan, this is Joe Stapleton saying, smell you later.